0: Hello, everyone. My name is Kyle, and you are listening to the Chaos and Shadow podcast. I am joined here by my co-host, Pagan. Pagan, how's your day going today? It's going
1: great. I am so excited because we have a special guest with us.
0: Me freaking too. If everyone out there is listening, we're releasing this episode just a a different time this week because we are sitting down with the amazing Kiki Dombrowski, the author of A Curious Future, A Handbook of Unusual Divination and Unique Oracular Techniques. Kiki, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Uh
2: I'm I'm really well. I'm so happy to be here and and to talk to you both. It's it's really a treat.
0: Well, thank you for joining us. We have been absolutely obsessed over your book um, oh. since it got sent to us. We, uh, you know what, A.P. Strange was the per- A.P. Strange came on for an interview and he mentioned you and your book, and we immediately went looked it up, purchased some copies, and ever since it has just been our handbook. And it's been sitting on my desk as a go-to. So like I said, just absolutely jazzed to get into this conversation with you today.
2: Oh, Oh. Oh, Thank you so much. Um, AP is just one of my favorite people. And I'm so thankful to know him and so thankful for his friendship and... Um, the summer we met up and went to a sacred site in Connecticut and celebrated by eating donuts together. So, (laughs) yeah, so I'm so glad that, that you both are enjoying the book. It's, it was a real pleasure to, um, compile all these different, you know, divination techniques. So, Um, thank you so much for enjoying it and reading it.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, love it because it's a handbook. So that's going to be one of my very first questions to you, because when I go looking around, I'm someone that's rather new to divination. I didn't really start off until actually last year, 2020 really kicked it off in Mm -hmm. a big way. Uh, Pagan and I had gotten together and started recording the podcast. And a little bit before that, Pagan got me into getting my first Oracle deck. So when i find that a lot of newer folks are coming through and they're they're searching for just what is divination in general. A lot of the books are a mile deep. And it kind of implies that you need to know what all is out there, what all your options are. Yours is a mile wide, which is so beautiful in giving everyone such an overview, yet such good information. So I'm curious, what made you want to tackle a book that is a mile wide? What how did you go about that, or maybe what was the inspiration for doing that?
2: Oh, I love that question that is so cool. so the reason i did i love that 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 way of describing it too uh mile wide The reason I did a mile wide like this this overview, a vast overview of divination is because I noticed that in a lot of divination guidebooks they cover the biggies, so all the divination books you're you know, traditionally going to see, and this doesn't mean all of them. And it doesn't mean that I think they're bad. A lot of the books are really freaking good, but a lot of them cover tarot, um, astrology, palmistry, um, sometimes the I Ching, um, and kind of like the big things. And what I wanted to do was create a collection of a huge variety of divination techniques because what if you are not drawn to divinity, um, to, to astrology? What if tarot is not your go-to f- source of divination? I wanted a book to be out there that says, Hey, there's something for you. Trust me. <laughs> like you will find something that you resonate with and that, that you can use for divination. Um, so it was also really fun too to, to find so many weird ways to tell the future. Like, and and I'm at the point now where I think like you could suggest like, like I can make a divination out of anything. <laughs> <I love laughs> like I'm it. like, we can make the di- divination out of checks Mix if you want to. I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You know, like, like, and I, I really love that. And so I wanted to empower readers into knowing that you have the ability to use divination, and find techniques that you are just in love with.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. And they give
2: you good answers, right? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I mean, I adore that. And you have a chapter in here on food divination. For anyone that hasn't picked up this book, I mean, seriously, Kiki has the, the everything covered. Like a divination using wine, divination using cheese. Like you said, this is just such a fun way to peer into the future and... I really respect that approach. Like you were saying, there's always the big couple, like you mentioned, Tarot, Palmistry, and those. But those ones also have, in my experience, again, coming in as a bit of a newbie, uh, they feel like they have a lot of baggage in some ways. Like sometimes in Tarot, you feel like you need to learn all of the cards, and that in itself can be daunting. But like you're saying, if we're just whipping out checks Mix and going at it and asking questions, learning about the future... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that should, I hope, remove that that barrier for folks. I mean, that's my take on it. I don't know how you feel, but I love it.
2: I think that that's definitely it. What I am trying to do by by saying something as playful as that is is that I'm trying to remove barriers. The gates are wide open. Everybody should have the opportunity to step through the gates and find a source of divination that you feel drawn to. And I actually do discuss tarot and astrology in the book, but it's just, it's almost like invitations. It's like, I'm going to share some really useful beginner information and if you fall in love with this go to the end of the book because there's a list of recommended sources so you could become more developed in these forms and these techniques um, and yeah I think too with tarot especially like it's a very complex system you know I always liken it to learning classical piano or you know classical guitar where you know some people some 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 people are prodigies they just go right into tarot and they they get it they love it. Um, And then there are other people that have to practice every single day, (laughs) you know, to be able to play chopsticks. Um, And that's okay. Um, But but what I want people to understand is that, that, you know, any system of divination, if it allows you to feel inspired creatively or give you some sort of spiritual wisdom, or even give you comfort and relief in the moment,
1: then then that's the right technique for you.
0: That's phenomenal.
1: That is absolutely stunning. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, the one thing I do also love about your book, in every chapter, you give an example of meanings, whether it's just, you know, the shortened down, nitty gritty Dirty information you need to know that's going to get you through the day, which I absolutely love because some days I don't want to read a two-page meaning on a card or something else. I, I just want, what does this mean in five words or less? That's all I need. And your book gives that. And it does it so well. Ah. Go buy her book, everybody. I've already said oh. this. I, you, you heard it on Pagan's Witchy Corner, but we're going to talk about how often you need to go buy this book, probably a lot on the show. Yeah. So, oh. you Sorry, go. <laughs> we're, you're going to have
0: to listen to us selling your book for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of Pagan's Witchy Corner, so I was listening to that amazing interview over there, but I thought for our folks here, Kiki, could you tell us a bit of what got you into practicing divination because I think I heard a story about you getting a tarot deck that kicked it off if if maybe I'm on the money there Ooh, is
2: this the my so-called life story I think it <laughs> is <laughs> yes of course it is <laughs> I love pop culture so much like I feel like my whole life is like just like oh charmed oh Buffy <laughs> oh Golden Girls <laughs> yeah. yeah um so I, I I'm very fortunate in that I did, um, encounter, uh, divination at a young age. Um, and so, so I'm trying to think my so-called life. I was 13 years old when, when I was watching my so-called life and there was an episode where Angela had a deck and she was like, think she was reading like, uh, you know, the different interpretations as part of, you know, the drama of the episode. And I just, I was sold. I was like, I need to have a tarot deck. I need to be that witch. <laughs> like, And I knew it. I, I just, it, it was such this like deep connection to something that I knew nothing about other than I knew I needed it. And I was very fortunate in that I told my mom, I said, mom, I want to go get a tarot deck. And she said, okay. And so she brought me to a new age store. I grew up in Glastonbury, Connecticut. And there was this amazing metaphysical shop at the time, uh, two, oh God, two eagles, a horse and a wolf. What a cool name for a shop. Wow. Uh, and yeah, right. like Cool. Cool people in the shop. Um, I, you know, I went in and I said, I would like to learn how to read tarot, please. And, 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 and the people there were knowledgeable. And gave me guidance and handed me, um, the traditional Rider-Waite-Smith deck and a couple books and I went home and that's how I started. Um, and, and I just stuck with it. I, you know, there were obviously pockets of time in my life where, you know, maybe it wasn't my focus. Um, but, but all through high school, I was obsessed with reading tarot, um, I was always connecting the court cards to like different musicians from the time. So I remember that like the King of Pentacles was like my Trent Reznor card. So <laughs> and, like I was I was always finding ways to like link music and pop culture into and, and my own personal experiences into tarot, um, and so it it was a really healing way for me to just, you know, get to know myself, but also become spiritual. Um, and I'm, I'm really thankful for that. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: That sounds so amazing having your mom be like, so open to that and taking you there. That is just such a great way oh. to to get into it. I adore that. Because I mean, so often, I think you probably see this as much as we do, is on Twitter, some people have a really hard time getting into it as a a younger person, Uh, parents not always accepting. So I'm so glad to hear that you had such an amazing mom taking you there and a great shop that seemed to have a lot of good things for you with a badass name. (laughs) No way to beat that.
2: Right? It was so cool. And it's so fun. So so this is a really funny fact, too. Um, The the box that I keep my tarot cards in is a wooden box that my mother got me as a Gift, um, you know, maybe when I was like fourteen or fifteen. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was really thankful. Now, now that's not to say that you know, um, I didn't face issues with reading tarot and judgment and all of that. Just maybe not with my mother, but but certainly it came from other sources. But I don't know. I just it, it, you know. <laughs> I worked through it. And obviously my draw to tarot and to divination and to spirituality was so strong that really it didn't matter who was saying I was, you know, going to go to hell or, you know, whatever. It just didn't impact me. I just kept moving and, and stuck with divination. And I'm so glad because tarot now for me is, is such a powerful, powerful, um, tool. It's a magical tool. It you know it sits on the altar with the athame and 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 um and the cauldron as far as I'm concerned, so um, yeah. And it was also the gateway for me to go. Hey, cool. There's other ways I could divine. I don't need to get the tarot cards all the time. I could do all this other cool stuff.
1: That <laughs> right? I absolutely yeah. love that. I, I have a nice tarot stand on my altar that's got that's hand carved. It's got a raven and a moon on it and a beautiful gorgeous tree. Um, but yeah, I, I have a beautiful tarot stand on my altar, so I'm with you. Tarot cards belong on the altar, in my opinion.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. They're, they're, it's like a a magical GPS into wisdom.
0: I really like that you said it's a gateway too, because that's what that, as you were talking, that was coming to mind in my own head. I was thinking buying your first set of cards or getting your first deck of whether it's oracle or tarot cards. Does seem to be such a gateway to folks, especially in my case, like I said earlier, that that was the bridge for me. It was making that choice to spend some money on it and say, OK, I don't know that I'm going to be an expert on this. I don't know how much time I'm going to devote to this. But the fact that I made that purchase and brought them into the house was, in my own sense, a kind of welcoming of these new traditions into my life. Just a, it's almost a little mini ritual of its own, I think. So uh, that brings up yeah. tons of questions too. Um, but I would s- go from there and ask Kiki, we were talking a little off air. You have some really cool divination stuff going on with seashells and being near the ocean. And I would love uh, to hear yeah. more about that because that caught my eye in the book today. And I just am obsessed and I really want to get a whole shells to go ahead and do this. So what, what was, oh. how did that come into your life?
2: Um, You know, I- I know that there are people that do different types of shell divinations. And what I decided to do was um, in a curious future specifically was write about the divination system I personally use for with seashells. And so, and so I guess I use that as a precursor because people might have a different way of, of using shells uh, in divination. But I am obsessed with the beach. I go to the beach all the time. Obviously I live live on an Island, um, East of Savannah, you know, and, and, and I'm just a drive away from the coast. Um, and every time I go to the beach, I just, I'm one of those people that's like beachcombing. Like I look in the tide pools and kind of like, like we're talking about pop, like when Phoebe, you know, pop, culture like when Phoebe was like a mermaid and she was like collecting shells that's in Charmed, by the way um that's like me like I just go to the beach and I'm just always collecting shells and the reason it's such a powerful divination system for me is that it's taken a long time to acquire all of these different types of shells and what I did was was I would take each of the different types of shells that I discovered and I would assign them different divination meanings. So I list them in the book just so people kind of can like have an idea of like, well, Hey, well, you know, I've got all these seashells. What should they represent? Well, I have a seashell that represents money. I have another that represents love. I have another that represents creativity. And And you can make it as simple or complex as you, as you desire. Um, I have a moon shell that represents um, dreams and emotional urges. Um, And I have a a mermaid shell too. Uh, And that represents beauty and the spirit of the ocean. Um, So, so basically this, this shell divination kit, it's, it's just, I'm so fond of it because I, I know the effort and pleasure that it took to discover all of these beautiful little trinkets from the ocean and to know that they're just a piece of life of, of, of ocean energy. I call it mother ocean. Uh, before I moved here, I would travel here all the time and say, I have to go visit mother ocean. So (laughs) having these seashells as a kit now to, to help me read divination is just such a profoundly personal experience. And I think that's great too, for people that, you know, are interested in maybe collecting seashells, um, it, it, if you live on the ocean, or even if you don't live on the ocean, but you feel like you need to connect with ocean energy, it's a really wonderful exercise. Um, it, and I feel like they all have little personalities too. And that could be with any trinket kit that you have. You know, people have bone bone kits, um, they have like crystal kits. All of those, those pieces that you collect, you collect because you... Are drawn to them. You fell in love with each piece, um, and, and I think that adds power and magic to to the divination kit itself.
0: I adore that. I oh. <laughs> sometimes struggle with, and I see this again a lot on Twitter, um, and the back and forth between what the quote formal system is of any type of divination versus what the personal system is, and what I mean by that. Um, a lot of people, there is a fear that you can do it wrong. That whatever type of divination you're after, but again, looking at tarot and oracle, I think they tend to have more documented systems. There's there's a lot of history, like we said earlier, and that I notice sometimes hurts people's intuition at points where. And, and this is me speaking about myself too, so just just self disclosing here. I feel like at times I struggle. Because whatever system I look at or pick up, I worry, well, this is how I might read it, but that's not what the book says. And so there's a little inner monologue uh, and a little struggle there of should I be going yeah. by someone else's definition or my own? And so I'd be curious oh. as someone that just said, you know, you made your own um, or approached this in a big way on your own for writing it in the book. How does that take shape for you when you're going about that? Have you had that struggle yourself or have you just always gone ahead and done it Kiki's way?
2: A little of both. <laughs> you know, I I think it's really important that no matter what form of divination you pick up, having a strong research background is always helpful. Like like you should, if you're going to pick up tarot, for example, maybe read a book on, on the history of tarot or the guidebook that goes along with the tarot. Know what each of the things represent if you, for me, I love shells. So I, um, I know that there's a couple books out there that maybe mentions shell divination, but I, I honestly, I I think that this one, I actually, I bought shell books. Like I bought shell guide books, like Georgia coast. These are the shells you're going to find. And I learned about the, the different animals and like the different shapes and when to find them and how to find them and the different locations. Um, so there's something very sacred in the practice of acquiring knowledge. And so I think that that we should always strive to have a little bit of knowledge about what we're stepping into and, and not to go blindly in. Um, on the flip side, it could also feel overwhelming and almost... when you're surrounded by, uh, I call them the well actuallys or the know-it-alls and, and people who maybe make you feel like you don't have enough information to do it. Um, and that could be very scary because it makes you want to avoid it. So it's okay to ask questions, look for the people, look for the helpers. Isn't that like Mr. Rogers, look for the helpers. Mm -hmm. Look for the helpers. There are people that are going to help you. If you have a question, ask ask those kind hearted people that are going to support you. Look for classes. Um, look for books. Um, people are happy to reach out to me if they need if they have questions or need support or they need resources. I reach out to people too. Like. Like I'm, you know, there's always room to learn more, uh, but always be around people that encourage you and make you feel good about trying no matter how many books you've read or not. Um, but especially I think too, it's, it is really good to have a little historical and cultural knowledge as to what, what you're stepping into. Um, I know in a curious future in particular, um, because it is a a handbook that that mild wide handbook, um, I really really wanted to ensure that people had next steps. So if you, you know, you're done reading about scrying or astrology or whatever uh, bones and trinkets, you could go to the back of the book and find different reference guides that that will help you really start taking the deep dive into each of those things. Um yeah, I I hope that answers your question. Oh, it don't does. don't feel don't feel bad. <laughs>
0: yeah, that absolutely does because uh yeah, I mean okay. like I said, I've seen a lot of conversations of that where folks um, almost yeah. you know, I I would imagine if I were even less if I were less familiar with tarot and such that I am now. I've seen some conversations going around of people uh, just being very I would say gatekeeping again with the idea of, well, if you're not an expert, you shouldn't be doing it. Don't I, I think I saw one that was recently, quote, no half assed reads. And I thought, wow, though, I understand where that person's coming from. That also says that if you are not an expert in tarot in your own sort of way. Uh, that person wouldn't want you doing any reads. They, but to me, mm-hmm. I feel like you need to have some safe ground there to, like you said, have the context, but also go and play with it so that you're learning the tools of the trades. So you're actually playing around. And I, I've seen a lot of people recommend that when you're doing divination, a lot of the journey is to explore with it. So that was a great yeah, answer. It's a
2: practice. It. Yeah. And and I would say this too, I, you know, I, I I saw a lot of that back and forth on Twitter and I just kind of stood back and just kept writing, you know, uh, mediocre poetry to go along with my (laughs) tarot readings. (laughs) I was like, I I think I'm just in a romantic state and I just don't feel like having a, you know, a strong point of view on either side, because I see the power and having the knowledge and the wisdom and the expertise, Mm -hmm. but to get the knowledge and the power and the expertise, you have to practice, you have to Mm -hmm. have the experience and you're not going to get that. If people are telling you don't bother, um, maybe there could be a threatening and an uncomfortable feeling if somebody steps in and says, here is my, you know, my divination service. I'm just doing this kind of like off the cuff intuitive, you know, just started a few months ago, um, Venmo me 50 bucks and I'll give you a reading. I, I could see where that could feel threatening. I don't know if I've seen that, but, but maybe it's out there. I, I don't know. I think I'm just asking the questions out loud to try and understand why people would be put off by, by people wanting to learn. I guess that, that I know that I saw some tweets saying, you know, it could be very difficult to, I think that, I think that what I'm trying to say is, is, is that there are some people that, that stand on the side of like, if you read tarot, you have to have a background knowledge of what tarot is. You can't just like look at a card and intuitively guess what it means. And that's, that's cool. I get it. Like you should have a little bit of background, but this is the cool thing about modern tarot. Like most modern tarot decks have really vivid imagery in them. Mm-hmm. So I think you could do a little bit of both. I think one of my favorite practices, especially with tarot and with 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 new students to tarot, is to do both. Is to draw a card and 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 feel what's happening in the card. Experience the card. What's the temperature? What's happening in the card? How would you feel if you were having a conversation with the person in the card? Write Ooh. interpretations and suggested ideas on what you're feeling, but then follow up by going to the guidebook and reading what your, you know, resource tells you it means. Mm-hmm. So you could do a little of both. There's
0: nothing wrong with that. I think that's exactly you're how making
1: my heart sing over here. <laughs> yeah, I was
0: gonna say, Pagan, I'll, I'll toss it to you. Sorry, I just want to say, I think that's how Pagan kind of got me into it too, is this idea of mm. pulling that card, feeling it and then checking the book. So that way you have both an intuitive, but a, um, you know, pre-written explanation. And then what you get from mm-hmm. that yourself is is kind of what you're serving out.
2: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, maybe even touching The divination instrument, whether it's tarot or a shell or a trinket or a crystal, or even your checks mix, whatever. (laughs) If you're, you may actually get an intuitive or a psychic hit just from having a tactile interaction with that, 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 that piece of, of divination, that divination tool. And that's worth exploring. That's not that's you shouldn't negate that just because it isn't in the the notes of your tarot booklet or your divination booklet. But what I think is, is that's not the only answer either. And that's where asking for help and 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 finding study buddies is really fun. Because if you are learning divination and you have somebody to to walk that path with you um, that you feel safe with and comfortable with, you could bounce those ideas off of them. You know, and I like that. I like that idea of being like, so I was holding my moon shell, but all of a sudden I started seeing all these owls in my head. What do you think? You know, and 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 engaging in a conversation. You may find that that you're that you deepen your wisdom and your understanding of that card by having a conversation and a discussion about it in an open way.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Literally, this is the whole reason. Um the you know, as we were talking before we started recording about our little Butchie Wednesday group that we have, that was the whole reason why we started it was because we wanted a group to play with, to talk with, to grow with so that we could all come into that circle and say, I'm not the best at this, but I want to get better. And I want to learn how to trust my intuition. And every word you just said literally just made me go, yes. Oh my God. Yeah. And like my heart was just singing the whole time. And I'm like, Shh, Kiki gets it. This is the whole reason that we did this. This is why I channeled Kiki apparently when I created this. So there we go. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. And how good does it feel too when you have people seeing that and responding with, oh, thank goodness. Welcome. Let's all welcome mm-hmm. each other into this and hold a safe space and hopefully hold a protective space and, you know, support each other. So we get to that expertise level. And when you come from that point of view of like, let's just be welcoming and supportive and and, and safe with each other, then all of a sudden you're developing future leaders and future mm-hmm. experts, right?
1: Absolutely. And how cool oh, is it that? So <laughs> it's so <laughs> cool how just like hearing you vocalize like the whole reason why i did that in my head and i'm like i didn't tell everyone the whole reason i told them the Aww. shortcut reason and i'm like you just vocalize the whole thing so come to witchy wednesdays every wednesday at 7 p.m eastern time there you go guys there's our other shameless plug besides selling kiki's book yeah <laughs>
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we would we would love. I know you've got a very busy schedule upcoming here soon in the real world outside of just what we're doing here. But we would love. That would be such a cool thing to have you by just to host again, like you were saying, a little safe space, do a little chit chat about some topics um, and just see where things go. Because to Pagan's Testament, the group of people we have coming by, um, we they played with Tarot the one week, Oracle Cards last week, which I got to be a part of. And it is so fun to see people picking up tools, not everyone knowing or having, again, that that huge background with it. So there's some hesitation, you know, is my, my read going to be right? But making it very clear that this is a space where you aren't wrong. We're here to just see where it goes. And that freeing up of energy for folks created a kind of magical energy on its own that folks, the reads were just mm-hmm. so back to back accurate. What people were pulling would be the same as the next person that was pulling. The cards just flowed together so well. So I think there is something to, like you were saying, creating a good, safe place for people to play.
2: Good. Yeah. And 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 it, ultimately, too, it's it's also going to be a practice that supports them in self-exploration, self-awareness. Um, it could be a very creative and artistic activity. It could be part of a magical ritual. It's, it's such a special opportunity to learn how to develop divination skills and to have people to support you and, and get excited for you and, and, and be encouraging is so powerful. So yeah, like witchy Wednesday sounds
0: awesome. I'm going to have to come hang out with y'all. We love
1: it. (laughs) We would love to have you anytime. (laughs) Yay!
0: That's going to lead us into a little bit of a conversation because we have you attending this upcoming Saturday's Say On Saturday segment. That's going to be, for those out there listening, that is September 11th. We are doing that at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And we are so freaking excited to have you by because I know Pagan chatted with you in the last... One of our last seances, we actually pulled some mermaid cards. And and for those listening that have no idea what we're talking about, we put together the Seance Saturday segment um, to just get, again, this group of people by to practice our ESP skills, uh, a little bit of our divination skills, but a lot of channeling. And And that kind of means whatever the group wants it to mean. We don't go into it with big expectations of, what exactly we're going to speak to but we do set intents in some way so again not not demands of what's going to come but intents. you know who what is our goal and before our conversation started getting recorded here we had some interesting ones like you said talking with mother ocean and kind of spirits Mm -hmm. that might be out there at sea so kiki could you tell us just a little bit of background with you what what is your interest when it comes to the paranormal and occult at large? Cause so far we've kept you really on the topic of divination, but do you have interests outside of that? How, how does your practice go?
2: Ooh, wow. Um, hmm. Where do I start? Uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a big you one. You
2: know, it's well, it's interesting. I feel like for me, my magical self was a very coming of age event um and so right around the time that I was finding tarot I also discovered um Laurie Cabot's The Power of the Witch. Um I was really into green witchcraft and I was really specifically into the fae. And um and wanting to have this like sort of otherworldly fae like experience. I don't know if maybe it was like some sort of like adolescent escapism or if it was just like this genuine, authentic, and I think it was, maybe it was a little bit of both. Let's say that it was a little bit of both. It was this sort of like adolescent exploration of what is there beyond the five senses. And I just think fairies are cool and elves are cool. And I want to be part of that world. Um, (laughs) So um, I guess that what I'm saying is, is that sort of like my first, um, my first motion into something beyond divination and witchcraft happened because of my intrigue with the fae and wanting to have fae-like encounters um and there were places that i considered hot spots around where i lived and where my family lived and i would go out there and make offerings of 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 you know berries and honey and cream and 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 there were times where i i definitely had interactive experiences um, the one that I do publicly share, a lot of them, I kind of keep private, but the one that I publicly share is one evening, it, it, it was in Connecticut and we didn't have AC, you know, up in the North, we just didn't have, you know, like an AC unit or it was a hot night. And so the windows were open and I was tossing and turning that night. I I was having dreams and my, you know, like I just had like a light sheet on me. Um, and this had to be like, must've been 14 or 15 years old. And I remember waking up to something tickling the bottom of my feet Ooh. and this feeling of like little fingers, just like tickling my toes. you <laughs> think like it sounds so cheesy. And I remember in this half awake state, me just kind of like, you know, kicking and grumbling, like, Rah! you know, like, like I was startled and kind of irritated. And I swear to you, and it's still, clear as a bell in my memory um hearing th- this little giggling a- a- this like laughter in my room and and I always said that that was one of the first encounters I had with the Fae was them you know teasing me um at a young age and so ever since then, I, you know, I've always been, you know, pretty, pretty psychically open. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I did a little bit of paranormal investigating, but I'm probably not the best at being awake at 4am for investigations. But, um, I, I, certainly am able to connect with spirit and to, um, definitely tap into, the energies or or maybe even the messages that come from the world beyond. Um, and in addition to that too, like as a child, like I saw some weird stuff. I had a lot of paranormal experiences. Um, even from a very, very young age, I remember having lots of, of, of alien related dreams. And so I, I, I feel like yeah, like, oh, like, vivid to the point where, like, I, you know, had dreams as, like, a five- and six-year-old, and I could tell you about the texture of the skin of the aliens wow. I was encountering in the dreams. As so people always say, oh, you should get hypnotized. I'm like, oh, hell no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're good. Um, and as a kid, too, I remember um, past lives, you know, would come in and out. Um, I remember I was driving with my mom through the country, the rural areas of Connecticut. And I said, mom, do you remember when we lived together on a farm? And she was like, we've never lived on a farm. I always looked like in the suburbs outside of Hartford. So she's like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. You know? So I, I, I think I was always a little, a, a little peculiar and always having these sort of like encounters with whatever the Fae aliens, uh, past life things certainly saw ghosts my whole life, still see them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah not as much as i used to because now i'm just like no i didn't say that you could do this <laughs> um so i guess that was a long-winded answer that that it's always been in my life uh even from a young age um and you know um from dreams to waking experiences to sort of like in-between experiences i always seem to um have these sort of special encounters and I'm thankful for it. Um, I am also really thankful too. uh, you know, as, as sort of like a, a witch and a tarot reader, I'm, I just love the paranormal community and feel like they've just taken me under their wings and I just love everybody. And, and I feel like I have so much to learn about, you know, like UFO researchers and people that go out and go on like, Big foot investigations. It's like something I've always wanted to do, and I've never done. Um, so I'm always learning. yeah,
0: <laughs> I love that. I love it that's a <laughs> yeah, oh. beautiful answer, actually, because <laughs> oh. I never know how to I never know how to approach people with just asking what are your beliefs because they can be so vast these days. I mean, just I think especially I say these days because we're all on Twitter, we're all in these small communities, right. and everyone has a different opinion. But when we get to talking about it, I feel like there's so much more similarity there um, than one would think at first. Because, I I mean, I'm one of those guys that finds fascination in where is the line between alien end and fae begin? Because so many of those encounters can have Mm -hmm. very similar things. So when you say that about both being tickled on the toe, but also having felt the flesh of an alien, that just sends my mind into wanting to ask a billion more questions. (laughs) Um, I
2: mean, yeah, we could talk for ages, but no hypnosis. Yeah, no.
0: I <laughs> Fagan and I have heard some not great stories of that being done through yeah. through our research and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'd avoid. That's just my take.
2: I yeah, I I honor I honor the experiences for allowing me to know that there's something beyond the five senses. And for whatever reason, I'm deeply in tuned with it. And maybe, you know, circling back to the divination book maybe a curious future is my gift to allow other people to, to tune into something that's beyond those five senses.
0: That's cool. Oh, that's perfect
1: that's so great Ah.
0: that touches me because i mean part so part of not that we're necessarily going this way with the seance we have youtube but a lot of what we've been working on is i recently got to move back into my childhood home my parents haven't been living here it was getting rented out fell into some neglect it's a nice old victorian house so i moved in to try and restore it and when i was a kid it was very active so in our seances that we've been doing recently I, we've been tapping in a lot to the house, um, kind of showing it a lot of reverence. So these are people that are coming, you know, energetically, virtually online, bringing a lot of respect for the place and for whatever spirits want to talk to us. And and Pagan, I can leave this with you because you're you're the one that's actually knows what's going on, whereas I'm blindfolded <laughs> with headphones on in the corner doing like Estes method work. But uh, the results that we've got have been um not only just interesting but a little heartwarming too like i think oh. we've gotten a lot of signs of approval and i can walk oh. around the house now at any time of night and i feel so at home whereas a kid i was like i don't want to go to that room and that room's spooky and I-, I don't know now i feel like we've we've taken some ownership of just this whole process and i'm someone that does not have as easy of a time seeing into the other sides getting that extra sense to appear is fairly rare for me. So having your book again, uh, I think this stuff is making me a little bit more of a sensitive person in that way. It's getting us to flex mm. those muscles. So that is a big uh, gift.
2: And I love that word.
0: <laughs> well- Oh, sorry. No, no, I, I that is absolutely great. I um, Oh,
2: sorry. Yeah, it broke up for a minute, too. So I was like, wait, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. No, you're cut you not off.
0: cutting me off. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, my connection gets weird. So apologies <laughs> on my part. <laughs> but
2: you said one of my favorite words, my favorite word. I love the word sensitive. And I think sensitivity is just one of the most beautiful places to be emotionally and spiritually. And I am sure that the those who reside with you in your home are so thankful that you're validating them, that you're making them part of the activities. Um, it's not it, you' there's no shunning. It's just okay. Well, here we are. How are you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is exactly.
2: It's it. been
1: such a wonderful experience with the seances and the really cool thing that we've gotten to, like, the spirits of the house that we've spoken to and other things we've spoken to that I don't believe reside in the house, but particularly like Kyle. So they come and talk to us, which it's been super fun, um, talking with them. And we, we just call them the ultra terrestrials because we don't really have a, a name for them, but, uh, one of my favorite seances that we've done so far was the one that we did with Katie Webb, where we got to do a ritual with these ultra They They initiated a, a ritual with us to give us the gift of sacred sight. Oh. And it was just it was a magical experience. It was a beautiful experience, uh, but it was just incredible because, you know, I've done some paranormal investigation, but I've never experienced anything that felt this good in the terms of the paranormal. And it's just been an amazing experience and makes me really never want to go back to another place to investigate because now I can just connect with everything from the comfort of my own home.
2: (laughs) Wow. And that's a beautiful, and that aligns with with divination as well is that Mm -hmm. divination can be that, that telescope or that microscope um it's that allows right, you right. to have that that ability to examine things that are just beyond what you're looking at in the room you're presently in oh sounds beautiful did did you did you all have any like weird dreams or anything unusual happen uh after after the the sacred site was gifted? oh yes, <laughs> I've had weird dreams since then, <laughs>
1: like
0: they just don't <laughs>
1: stop
2: now <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yeah, and I think I think too. Oh, sorry. No, continue,
0: Kiki. You go. Oh,
2: I was going to say, I think, too, we're in such an interesting time in the world and, you know, just with everything we've been through. And I think that aligning with people who are here to teach wisdom, teach love um, and, and talk about the weird stuff that's happening. I think that's so powerful. We need to create a, a network of people that just want to have conversations about these dreams and these visions and develop magic together, because it might be one of the things that, that, that connects us and, and, and keeps us feeling, um, <laughs> hope. <laughs>
0: Spot on right there. I mean, that's that's (laughs) I see what you're saying We need a lot of that too. The the world can be so so dark these days, but it's interesting Uh, It I mean, this is just one of the benefits uh, Of a bad situation while we were trapped at home this Mm -hmm. last year I think it gave a lot of people that time to find Connections online with people they usually wouldn't interface with in their daily lives and I think and I hope that that's really built that framework for us uh, just as a, large, a community at large to start that kind of ritual uh, in its own way. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, just the, it got us here. I'll put, you, I'll put it that way. It got us here into a call with mm-hmm. you. And we're very thankful that that has all happened because it feels <laughs> like it was lined up and on a plate for us. And we just got to use it Aww. and take it to our advantage. So this that's, weekend, thank you for people that Ooh. are interested. That will be at twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Paranormal. I okay, said so that's going to kick off around eight PM. That we'll have Kiki on there, and so what we do is we'll get a, the three of us onto a camera setup, and then, I mean, we can we'll we'll set our kind of intents at the beginning of it, set those intentions for what we might want to speak to. But I'm thinking you feel a lot of ocean energy. And Pegan you were saying you pulled that mermaid card before. Why don't we go mm-hmm. ahead with that loose intentionality to see what we can speak to uh, as spirits from the ocean. I mean, I've I've not I've lived near an ocean when I was out in California, but it's been a little while. So, I in some ways feel very disconnected. It's been a couple years since I've had that sort of presence. And Kiki, if you think you'd be good at kind of channeling in some of that vibe, I think that would just be absolutely gorgeous to pursue.
2: I think that would be really profound. I think that, I think that's a wonderful thing. Um, I, I always feel like the ocean is a, a source of, of healing. Um, it's, it's the source of life. Um, it's a sacred place and it's a mysterious place, and mm-hmm. the idea of of connecting with with something, you know, um, some sort of spiritual presence or sacred presence within the oceans or mysteries from an ancient past that's aligned with the ocean. Oh God, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs>
0: that's so exciting. get your get so your flippers. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, that's a good point. I mean, is there something uh, maybe people should get themselves a little focus object? I'm sure I'm sure most of our listeners have something in their house, even if you can't remember it off the tip of your head there. I bet we all have something that we could bring with us to that seance. I just love it. little something to have on your desk or next to your computer. I know I've got some seashells upstairs. I should go grab those, bring them down. Um, I mean, that's just... I
1: know you can... Go oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, please. I was going to... I was going to say, I know you can – used to be able to. I have not looked at a Dollar Tree since probably 2019. But I know that Dollar Tree and Dollar General, in, like, their candle section, they used to sell bags of, like, seashells to, like, stick candles in um, that were decorative. So I don't know if they still do, um, but that might be something to look into. I know they used to also sell river rocks, so that might also be something okay because all rivers lead to the ocean, so – Um, that might be something to check out as well. Um, So there you go. (laughs) Um,
2: One simple thing people could do too is have a bowl of salt water. So getting oh, yeah. sea salt, not, you know, not like Morton salt, but I mean, I'm sure Morton salt will do the trick, but I, <laughs> I would think like, if you want to get like a sea salt, like something that came from the ocean, or even if you've got sushi or whatever, seaweed, if you're That's vegan, sorry. like me, yeah, like,
0: That's you know, such like, a good
2: or, or, or what if you have imagery of the ocean, um, oh, yes. you may have pictures of, or what if you're an illustrator or There's music that reminds you of the ocean, um, or hell just watch the little mermaid. We talked about it earlier. Let's bring it up now. (laughs) Um, or, or or, I know some people collect sand from different beaches. Maybe that's something you want to have with you. Um, or, What's the other thing? There are crystals, if, if you know, for people that are crystal collectors. There are crystals that are aligned with ocean energy, like um, Lemurian crystals. Larimar is a huge ocean energy crystal. Larimar is so stunning and beautiful; it literally looks like 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 tropical water. Um, so, yeah, you oh. know, all those objects that bring you to. beach. You know, my therapist used to call it the aloha moment where you kind of like are drawn back to that time. You're like relaxing on a tropical beach. What are the, what are the accoutrements that you have that bring you back to that space?
0: That's so gorgeous. I love it. I know. <laughs> See, this is why, Kiki, we love to bring people by with such insight Aww. and knowledge, because you just are expanding our minds. And I think we've created this little gorgeous day for people. Everyone owes it to themselves this upcoming Saturday. If you have that time, take a little bit of it before the seance kicks off. Like, like Kiki said, watch Little Mermaid, and make some food that reminds you of the ocean, whatever it is that gets you into that vibe. We all owe ourselves a little bit of time to chill. And, and put our feet up so oh, that could be yeah. really fun that's kind of the ritual work before uh, we even start so that would just be phenomenal if people choose to do that to participate yes. yeah
2: it's like imagine like a nice warm relaxing saltwater bath oh. and you like put some like oh like some gardenia and some coconut oil in there with you and it's just smells like you're like like at in the tropics
1: <laughs> Oh, I love this! Yeah, I, I'm just thinking coconuts, drinks, and ocean That's music, right? where the waves and you know. It, mm-hmm. um, okay, I'm down. Yep. We're going to have yep. some sort of or- ocean gathering this weekend. Uh, bring your drinks, bring your sand, bring your seashells, <laughs> bring yourself. We'll yeah. we'll have a good time and hopefully connect with something really cool from the ocean. Uh, I'm excited. I don't know if there's mermaids. I hope there is. I don't know if there's other creatures in the ocean. I also hope there is. Uh, but I also know that the ocean kind of scares me a little bit because I can't see the bottom. Oh, uh, Kyle and I have talked about this before in previous episodes. Uh, we don't like big bodies of water because we can't see the bottom. So... I'm excited to not actually have to touch the ocean to go yeah. and connect with it. So that's going to be fun.
2: Well and you can also think about the animal guardians of the ocean too that will will help you through, you know, a lot of people love working with dolphins and sea turtles and I personally also love horseshoe crabs which are one of the most ancient animals. And carry, you know, the, the 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 history of 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 Gaia and Earth itself. Um, so you could always align with those animals and, and ask for protection and comfort. Um, and you could always just remember to keep your toes in the sand. <laughs>
0: keep your toes in the sand. I love that. <laughs>
2: it's a good well- place. <laughs>
0: This has been an absolutely amazing interview, Kiki, but we are not oh. completely done. We are going to sit down for a bit more after a break. This is going to go up into the bonus feed, this next segment. So if you're a subscriber over at the revelatornetwork.com, um, you can subscribe for as low as $5 a month. Then we have you get access to that bonus feed with tons of behind-the-scenes interview stuff. And I, I already have i have jotted down some things that you've been talking about, Kiki, throughout that I want to— dive into. I want to talk to you about Spirits of the Ocean. I want to hear a little bit more about Animal Guardians, if you could share any of that. And I also want to know about some of your favorite Oracle or Tarot decks, any types in particular that really draw you. So to the listeners out there, like I said, you can just go to revelatornetwork.com forward slash subscribe and get access to that. But while you're doing it, you need to make sure to go over and buy a copy of A Curious Future, a handbook of unusual divination and unique oracular techniques. Because like we've said throughout, this thing is a handbook everyone needs on their desk. Kiki, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us today. And I want to give you a little bit here at the end to shout out any um, potential projects you have up and coming. Because I know Pagan and I got to do some workshops with you recently. We got to attend those. So if you've got anything you'd like to shout out, any of your social media things you'd like to plug Now is your chance to tell everyone where you're the most active and what you'd like to see them do.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you to both of you so much. This has been such a treat talking to you. You just totally brightened my spirits today. So I've just, I've really enjoyed that. So shout out to the two of you and everything you're doing. All of your listeners should be on revelator and they should be coming to the seances and witchy Wednesdays. And, and that's just amazing. Um, My book A Curious Future, you can find it at any large retailer. And if you prefer to shop local, you can go to your local shop and ask them to order it. Um, If you want to find me online, I'm most active on Twitter. And my name there is Kiki D333. Um, I'm also on Instagram. And my name there is Kiki's Cauldron. Um, in terms of events coming up, I have one this year, um, in Nashville, Tennessee, it's called strange realities conference. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, kind of like, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm actually a little bit nervous because there are so many like incredible genius, brilliant speakers who are going to be there, um, sharing all sorts of information from esoteric and occult information all the way to, you know, information on, on, on UFOs and the paranormal. And um, it's just people who I absolutely love. Um, So if you could join us in Nashville, cool beans, but there's also a virtual option. So you can watch from the comfort and safety of your own home. Um, I will be speaking, actually, the the name of my presentation is the gateways into tarot. Um, So I will be talking about how I believe that, you know, tarot is an access point to connect with the esoteric and to experience liminality and magic. Um, So I'm really excited about that. And I think I covered it for the year. I'm going to Egypt, so I'll have... If you find me on social media, I'll be sharing cool Egypt pictures coming up too. So
0: oh my <laughs> god,
2: I think I covered everything for, for the rest of the year for me.
0: <laughs> I feel like you're just going to have the most fun time. And I, I that is just going to be some oh. of the coolest pictures coming out of Egypt from Kiki. Like, you guys, that is something I'm looking forward <laughs> to following along. Take us on your virtual adventure. I'm looking forward to it
1: too, especially because I've had such a great connection lately to anubis i i don't know why like i haven't worked with an egyptian deity in ages but anubis has been coming through for me so uh i don't know what that's about we're still working at the kinks but i'm excited because i'm looking forward to your egypt photos so yay (laughs) thank you again so much this has been such a treat and i'll be sure to send photos
2: of anubis and and anything related to to the dog star um send that your way
0: we would Yay! love it we would love it well kiki thank you again for joining us to all of our listeners out there thank you thank you thank you so much for joining us for listening and uh you are welcome to follow pagan and i over on twitter as well it's where we're probably most active too like i said get up revelatornetwork.com. you can subscribe there to get the access to the bonus feed but we're gonna get out of here so we can sit down again with kiki here in just a minute chit chat about some of those ocean spirits animal guardians and talk our favorite oracle decks so Everybody, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you all very soon. Bye bye, take care. Bye bye.